buying behavior has changed. Prospects don't click on links and emails anymore, and they don't watch the videos you spend hours creating every week. Instead, send personalized gifts and memes using Vidyu. You can quickly create engaging, personalized content that immediately grabs your prospect's attention, helps you stand out in the inbox, and does it all without forcing them to click anything or go anywhere. Head over to vidyou.io slash salescast to sign up for free and spend less time getting your messages across and more time selling. Welcome to The Sales Hustle, the only no BS podcast where we bring you the real, raw, uncut experiences from sales change makers across various industries. The only place where you can get what you're looking for to up your sales game. Today's episode is brought to you by SalesCast. SalesCast helps sales professionals transform the relationship building process and win their dream clients. I'm your host, Colin Mitchell. All right, what is happening, sales hustlers? Welcome to another episode. I've got a fantastic sales leader for you today. Uh, I've got Joe Latchaw, and we were just chopping it up here before we hit record, so I can tell you that he's going to bring nothing but fire, and we are going to have a ton of fun. We ran into a couple technical difficulties. I've got my makeshift uh, headphones here, but we are ready to go. Joe, welcome to the show. Colin, thanks for having me. Yeah, awesome, man. So just you know, to give us the, the short version of what is your sales story? Yeah, so my sales story started when I was uh, 17 back in a uh, call center world. <laughs> Mm. So yeah, so back uh, when I was 17, I, I was told of a job where I could uh, stay warm in the winter and cool in the summer and a uh, chance to make some pretty, uh, pretty good money. So I, uh, I started out there and uh, man, very green that never had a sales job before. So that that was all new to me. I never had salespeople in my family like raising me up. So it was a mm. uh, very new field, but uh, I love the challenge of it. And I think that's what's uh, kept me in it for 18 years now. <laughs> Wow. Okay. So something stick stuck with you, huh? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm just, I'm just thinking of you as 17 in a call center environment. Um, I'd imagine you, you, you learned some, some good habits, maybe some bad habits and a few in between. <laughs> yeah. Lots of, uh, lots of good habits. You're definitely right about the bad habits. You, uh, you learn quick around you, uh, what not to do. We had an area we used to call the fish bowl. And if, uh, you were <laughs> called back to the fish bowl, you knew it was uh, pretty serious. So you, uh, Ooh. you wanted to avoid that room at all costs. But I think what made me different, and this is kind of what makes me different today is I consider myself an old soul, if you will. So the people around me were twice, sometimes three times my age. And so mm. I really leaned into them for knowledge. And as I was trying to do this job, uh, I was very fortunate to have a lot of people share things with me, some more willing than others. But, you know, in sales, you uh, we first have to earn that trust. You know, we have to we have to get in and really get people to start trusting you. So I was fortunate to have a lot of great folks around me who were able to instill more good than bad. Mm, that's great. Um, you know, I remember my first job, it was, you know, smaller call center sort of environment. And I picked up some good habits, some good, good old fashioned work ethic, you know, just pound the phone, smile and dial, right? <laughs> Which so <laughs> many people one. are so reluctant to do these days. But sometimes it's nice to just pick up and just dial and, you know, build rapport and relationships with somebody that you never spoke to before. It's something that I really enjoy. 
in the sales process and still cold call at least five hours a week myself. Um, but I also picked up some, some bad habits where it was like, I started <laughs> saying things that other people were saying, cause they were putting numbers up on the board and somebody came along that had been around quite a bit longer than me and said, you probably shouldn't say that. And I'm like, why it's kind of working. And they're like, well, it's not true. I'm like, oh, okay, okay. Uh, yeah, I, I could definitely relate to that. It's it's interesting. You, uh, what works for them may not work for you, and I think uh, it kind of goes back to that old telephone game where you hear the message first, then you give the message to the next person, the next person, and the message you're maybe hearing might hmm. not be the message you're actually speaking in, you know, to your prospects, clients, if you will. And so I think that's where I had to differentiate myself. I had a lot of people around me who used a lot of catchy gimmicky words and mm. that just really wasn't in me. And so I, I always took more of the genuine, I'll say naive approach. You know, I'm, mm. I'm here to kind of learn about you and, and learn about what you do. I actually cut my teeth in selling mortgage estimates over the phone. So you could imagine the, uh, all the different demographics who, who I had spoken to and just, you know, calling during your dinner time, you know, calling when a pet had just passed, you know, calling all, all these different times. But it, it's like you said, I think that you have to kind of craft your own story in it. And I think that the the journey is what, you know, is still about for me, you know, and like you said, you know, prospecting each week, I'm kind of in the same boat there. You know, I spend a fair amount of time still prospecting because I, I love talking to people just like we are now. Like this is, this is a ton of fun. And I think people all have a story to tell. And I think we would, uh, be remiss if we didn't listen to them. Yeah. Yeah. No, I love that. So let's, let's dig in on that a little bit, right? So the, the, the being real and authentic in your sales conversations or sales relationships, yeah. why, why is that such a, you, you would, th it sounds like such a simple thing, right? <laughs> like you would think that would just be the norm, like be yourself, be real, be authentic, be honest, treat them like people. Mm -hmm. be yourself. Your brand is not something you need to create. Your personal brand is who you are and just being real about it. Why is that so different and not the norm? Yeah. So I think it's different because, and kind of what we were saying in, in the pre-show is that when you become a sales leader or you start to become like seen as becoming a sales leader, there's still this facade about you that you have to be the smartest person in the room you have to tell this this prospect, hey, look, I know what's best for your business. I think being genuine sometimes is hard because being seen as vulnerable also goes both ways too. So I, I just take it as I talk to people how I would want to be talked to. And if I was making that call to myself, I would not want to spend the first three minutes telling a prospect about all these benefits. You know, I think I would want to tell them, hey, look, what is this product? Like, what does this word mean to your business? You know, what does that mean for you? And it really catches people off guard. And I think you get in this rhythm where, you know, you're making calls, you're making calls, you're making calls, and you start to sound a little bit robotic. And so mm -hmm. I take a minute in between those calls and kind of, you know, if I realize I'm starting to get the same, the same cadence down, I got to pause and say, look, let's take a reset. Let, let's listen to some pump up music. You know, let, let's jot some thoughts down. Let's empty our mind. And let's say, how how would we like the next call to go? And I think that was something people around me taught me. And there would be days when I would just <laughs> have awful ones. Like I would make hundreds of calls and have nothing to show for it. And, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, a former leader of mine yeah, said, you know, sure. you, he said, you, he said, you made it through another day. And I'm like, yeah, that's great. And he, he's like, but you made it. He's like, you do realize that two people next to you quit today. 
And I'm like, yeah. And I'm like, I totally get that. But he was just like, look, he's like, it's not going to always be this way. And he said, you have to think about the next call. And I think that's where we can get in our heads. And that's where being authentic and genuine might get pushed to the back burner and say, okay, look, I got to, I got to hit some numbers here and I'm going to do whatever it takes. So I think you can sacrifice the genuine and authentic for the sake of number. But I think if you just get in that right mindset that you would be surprised how much people will talk to you when, when you just ask them the simplest things. Mm, All right. So I want to, I want to unpeel that a a little bit. Right. So, um, what kind of stuck out to me, right. Is so you, you made, you know, hundred plus calls. Yeah. Right. And in, in your first initial thought is like, you had nothing to show for it. Right. And you know, you hit your activity quota, right. Uh, But yeah, yeah. That check that box. Right. Um, now, What's interesting is your perspective on it, right? And I think, listen up sales hustlers, because this is super important. If you've been in sales a while, you've definitely been there. I know I have many times um, where, you know, you get into a groove of making a lot of calls and maybe you get a little bit of a negative attitude and then you get a bunch of negative results, right? <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um, and so, but what's important is, 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 okay, you made it through another day, but like, what did you learn out of that call block? Right. Maybe you did. Maybe you found some prospects that, you know, you can no longer, you know, need to reach out to because they said no with a valid reason. Uh, Maybe you tried some new things that maybe didn't work and now you can adjust the script. You know, so looking at it from like a different lens of like, you know, just because you didn't get, you know, your just because you didn't set the meetings or get the next yes or whatever. Everything that you do in your role is like helping you get better to prepare, you know, for the next day, for the next call block, for the next session, for the next new thing that you're willing to test. Um, And I think that that's a perspective that a lot could help a lot of people not feel like, hey, I just made 100 calls and I have nothing to show for it. What's your take on that? Yeah, I think that. You know, I learned very early on um, that call center environment, it, it does come to that win, losing, you know, we had top boards, we had those things. And I think if you learn something in that day, it's not about putting one in the win or loss column. I think it's like you said, I think, you know, taking that feedback, uh, we would have stand up meetings every day. And so mm-hmm. taking feedback from a day of I made 100 calls and I have nothing to show for it. People were quick to tell me you have a lot more than you think you do. And I and I would take really just good notes throughout the day. And I would say, yeah, you know, these these five prospects are really saying, you know, there's not a need at this time. How, how can I overcome this? And then that would be where the good sharing would come from. But if you're just got these blinders on, if you will, <laughs> that, you know, that this is this is all bad. I can't learn from it. I think that, you know, that's the biggest thing is, is learning. And it was really cool. Um, I heard a really great thing the other day, and it's, it was a line that really stuck with me. And it's that you often hear people, people will say, you know, something has happened to me versus something has happened for me. Mm-hmm. And so, and so, yes, I have those great days, but you know, those bad days happen for me because I need to grow. If every day was home run after home after home run, I, I wouldn't have that ability to grow. I wouldn't be hungry to learn more. I would just keep those binders on and keep, you know, cranking out those, those widgets and sales. And I wouldn't, yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't want to get better. So I, it, I really it'd like be a that. little boring. <laughs> You know, and that was, and that's one thing I even like in my current role is that I don't think I've had a couple of days really feel the same. You know, I think, and that's the beauty and the joy in sales is when we start to feel like in this rut, like, 
let's just get creative and try something new. And like, I, I think that that's a point where, again, some folks might be kind of shy to do that because this has worked so well for me. And I know mm-hmm. that if I just keep doing it, it'll eventually come back, you know, whereas I'm like, yeah, I mean, if we're going to, if we're going to fail, let's fail fast, Let, let's try something new and let, let's get the most out of anything. Even if it's a, if it's deemed a quote unquote failure, which I really don't like that word. I, I, I like to go with learning experience. There's always yeah. key findings to act on. Challenging moment. <laughs> there you go. Challenging moment. I like that one too. That's good. Um, all right. So let's, let's, let's kind of circle this back to what we were you know, kind of talking about here, right? So being real and authentic, right? In yep. sales. And so there's kind of two parts, right? Being real and authentic with your prospects, with your customers, with your sales conversations. Um, but then also, I think you kind of touched on it a little bit, and, and I want to spend a little bit more time on this as a sales leader, you know, leading a team, being real and authentic with your team, right? Yeah. And you talked about a lot of people, this is and, and I totally agree with this. For a lot of people, this is a bit of a challenge because they think that they're the person that's supposed to have all the right answers and you know, not be wrong. And so it takes a real level of being willing to be vulnerable to create a more collaborative environment to be willing to say, hey, you know, yeah, we're doing these things as working that are working. Let's keep doing them, but you know, maybe let's invest a little time on trying this and Maybe it'll work, maybe I won't, but hey, let's figure it out together. So can you talk a little bit about, you know, kind of some of your strategies or, or things yeah. that you've done to create that sort of environment with your team? Yeah. So I I create that environment like whenever I'm introduced to, to teams. And fortunately, I've not had a whole lot of career moves. I've had a couple, but I think that that's probably one of the first things that I like to discuss is that I don't want you to view me as a title. You know, I want you to view me as... I'm a roll up the sleeves. I'm, I'm a get it done person. And I let them know very upfront, I'm not the smartest person in the room. And I, and I won't pretend to be. I think that's the other thing too, is that imposter syndrome. You, you get around some, some sales leaders who claim to have all of these things, but then when you lean in to get more, there's nothing there. They just kind of look at you like, I'm talking, they're talking at you, not talking with you. And so mm-hmm. I always talk with my team. I, I give them the floor. I, I thirst for what they're hearing, and I always ask, is there a better way that we could be doing things? Do, do you feel like our sequences are lined up to, to what they need to be? You know, do you, do you think we're missing the mark on a product? Do you think we are have the right buying personas? You know, I, I really – I make it consultative, and I think that that was what was great. Um, so when I started in the call center world, I was very much on a consumer-driven – thing where that was more management talking at you and not with you. You were telling people, I've got this and you want to buy it. But then as I transitioned into business to business, which I was one of the youngest callers to kind of transition to that because I had so much success, it became more about being consultative. I think that as a leader, like that is such a key trait because if you just walk in the room and keep talking at people and then you're not willing to get in the trenches with them. Yeah. I, I, I think they sniff you out pretty quick. And, and I've had that happen too. I've had people say, you know, you send a lot of emails and you say you do these things, but I don't see you ever do them. And so I think I had to realize when I started transitioning to an operations role that look, I, I need to, uh, I, I need to, I need to do what I'm saying to people. And so I, I would spend a lot of time on the phones. I would spend a lot of time coaching people and, if there was something that I missed in a coaching session, I would, you know, we'd play the callback and I would say, you know what, you're right. You did say that. And I marked it off as a negative score. That's, that's my fault. I'm, I'm, I'm a human. And that's the thing. I think that if you, if you can't humble yourself enough to be human, 
I don't think your sales team is going to be willing to continue to hear your feedback. I think they're just going to realize that this person is just reading a bunch of books, listening to a bunch of podcasts, you know, sitting in an office all day long, pushing me emails, make more calls, do more things. And they're just sitting there, you know, they take two hours for lunch. You know what I mean? Like we, we've all been yeah. there. We've, we've all seen this person. And so I just, yeah, I mean, I think you have to it goes back to like the walk, the walk, like, you know, if you, if you want to know, what's going on in your sales team, put, put yourself back in it. And I think that's what's so, so thankful about this role is I'm back into a leadership and a selling role. And so I'm able to share my feedback with my team. Like, Hey guys, I made a lot of calls this week too. And this is, <laughs> this is what I'm hearing. Like, how, how are you overcoming it? And they're just so appreciative that they have somebody who, you know, had this because they didn't have it in the past. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think that, I think for any sales leaders listening, right, um, it's important to like be okay with the fact that like you don't have to have all the answers. You're not perfect, and you know what? You as a leader, you could get on the phone and make a hundred dials and have nothing to show for it too, and that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. Like, you, you know, you, you, you might you might do a call block, and somebody on your team might do a call block, and shit, they might do better than you. And, and and hopefully they do, you know, and, 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 and pat them on the back and don't let that discourage you from like rolling up your sleeves and getting in the trenches again. Um, you know, I think it's, it's important these days for, you know, for, for sales teams to really operate for the sales leaders to also be sales doers. Yeah. And, and that's a great point too. I think we go back to the, uh, the commending efforts and, uh, it's, it's something so simple. Um, but I love doing that. You know, I, I, I lead a direct team inside and I am always, you know, giving them the props. Like it, it goes a long way. I mean, I think that, you know, even even when you can see like if you're if your sales team is struggling, you know, I think they need that encouragement. You know, the last thing they want is another email that says I'm missing quota or that the pipe is drying up or that, you know, mm -hmm. we're not where we need to be. I think you need to you got to kind of rephrase that and say, hey, team look, we're doing a great job at getting a ton of activity into our CRM. But what do you think we can do to start turning some of these into discovery calls? Or what do you think we can start doing to push more of the discovery calls we already had to an opportunity state? Let's let's talk about it. Like, and I think that, you know, I know that personally, people have said in my past, that's what's made a difference is they're like, you're you're a human. And I'm like, I, I don't know any other way to be like, this is me. And they're like, but you're, but like, you don't walk around with a stick and hit me when I don't hit the goal. And I'm like, look, if I did that, you'd probably get tired of getting hit with a stick. Like it's just, it's all these things, like you said, that we go back to and we think about like, yeah, you should treat people with, with, uh, with respect. And I'm like you, I hope that my part, that my team has a great call block. I hope we set a bunch of marketing qualified leads. I hope we get a bunch of discoveries. I hope we get opportunities in the pipe. Like I hope for everything for that. But I, I had a call yesterday where somebody picked up, which is almost a little unheard of, you know, caught me off guard a little bit. <laughs> and, uh, I had, I had a great five minute conversation about learning about this person's business and, very honest and genuine. And yeah, they just, they weren't ready to pull the trigger. And I think that, you know, that for me was okay because I've been trying to reach this person for months. And I think that's the other thing too, is like, I feel like sometimes when people have to uh, remove things from a sequence are what we used to call in the call center was disposition, you know, out of the system, you know, mm -hmm. you, you, you feel awful. And I think that you have to understand, like, you know, there's a great phrase of work with the willing. And so mm -hmm. you, you can't beat yourself up 
over all the things that you're not great at. You have to you have to cash in on your uh, on your strengths. Very much a lot like uh, how Gary V says you got You got to play to your strengths, and that's something I I try to do on a daily basis. So, so I would almost argue that that's a win. Having a five minute conversation yeah. to to like so many people get caught up in like okay I'm I'm in this call block or I'm making these calls and the goal is to set the meeting. No, the goal is to have conversations and. You'll have conversations with some people will, which will result in a meeting, and that's great. And you'll have some conversations with people that don't, but you might learn something. Or you'll have a conversation where you'll learn enough where it's like, okay, they're, they're not in market. They're not the right fit. We can't help them. This is not a priority. So at least I can focus my energy on finding people that are. So the conversation is a win. Whether you get that meeting that you're looking for not or, or yeah. not it, 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 it and you and you really it's so easy to get caught up in like trying to force people into taking the meeting when you know that you know maybe it's worthwhile been, been for there. them maybe it's not but <laughs> i'm not gonna get the meeting it's tough. um and, and and i'm all about it's not about the quantity of meetings it's about the quality uh, you know i i yeah. would take i would take one meeting a day of great meetings all day long versus, you know, three with two that are garbage. Yeah. I think that's what we've really had to focus on. You know, like I'm, I'm big on that. And thankfully we, we had a great year last year, but I'm really big in quality. Just like you said, like that conversation for me was great because I got a lot of insight to the business. I was able to input back into our system, you know, in this way, when we go looking for prospects who might be fitting in this realm or might be on this path in like a year or two, which is what they stated to me, like that's good data to have. And so I think it's like you said, it's all about a perspective, you know, is it, mm -hmm. you, you know, do you think that call was a loss or did you learn something? And I, I learned something every call. <laughs> that's just, that's kind of, and you know, I'm, I'm a lifelong learner. So that's where I'm, that's where I get a lot of praise too, is like, Oh, you just want to learn. And I'm like, yeah, like I, I have a thirst for knowledge. Like I'm, I'm not the smartest guy in the room and I, I would love to just get, I was at 1% better like each day versus all that. Like, I think that's another good thing to live by too, is just taking little things and turning them into big actions. Yeah. Yeah. And just be curious enough to ask good questions to, to learn whether like, Hey, does it make sense for us to work together? Does it not make sense for us to work together? Does it make sense for us to maybe work together in the future? You know, I like to tell folks and I, I say it often. So I apologize in advance sales hustlers, cause you probably heard me say this too many times, but you know, the end result's really simple. And the end result is for whoever you're in that conversation or relationship with is for them to have a good experience, whether you work together, whether you don't work together, whether you work together and stop working together for some reason, the result is to deliver a good experience, regardless of what that outcome is. Agreed. That's, I mean, and that's a great point too. And, you know, even coming back to, you know, when, when we run into competitors, I think it's so important then just to have the utmost respect for people because you honestly don't understand sometimes who you're talking to. And this happened like a lot in the call center world is that you don't understand who you're talking to, but you know, you got to think of yourself like you're representing your brand. And do you want to be the person who is just doing nothing but shaming people? Or do you mm -hmm. want to be the person who says, Hey, look, totally respect you. You work with that other company. You know, I, I hear a lot of great things about them. You know, is, 
you know, is there anything like you might be missing or just something, you know, I, I can take away just to, just to make sure I, I don't, you know, harp on that. You know what I mean? Like, I think you just make it again. It's genuine. Like I sat around people all the time. They'd be like, oh, X, Y, Z company. They're awful. You don't want to work with them. And I'm like, how, like, how do we know we're not talking to like an undercover, like CEO or somebody like, you know what I mean? Like how, like, how do we know that? And so I think it's like you said, you treat, you treat people with respect. You leave the conversation, no matter how it goes with value. And I've had plenty of people call me back and say, yeah, I would love to work with you because you, you didn't just push me. And I'm like, I, I, yeah. I wasn't, wasn't here to do that. That's not my, that's not my goal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and so treating people just like people, right. And, and yep. so, and with respect is, is definitely important. And I couldn't agree with that more, but there's also another side of that too, is, you know, I think especially anybody working into like higher level or executive level or, you know, enterprise level or whatever the case might be, is they're just people, right? Yep. You don't need to feel like you're less than, you don't need to feel like, you know, nervous or scared or, you know, <laughs> like you're, you're down here and they're up there. They're just people. So it goes, you know, both ways is, you know, whether down market, up market, you know, the same treat all of those people the same. You don't need to be, you know, stuffy and nervous and, you know, overly not yourself and not authentic because, you know, you're talking to a CEO of a, you know, Fortune 500 company or you don't need to, you know, whatever the case is, is like it applies across the board. People will appreciate you being real more than they will appreciate you uh, being something that you're not and using words that make no sense that you don't have definitions in front of you. I've talked to plenty of CEOs and uh, hearing their stories are just incredible. A lot, a lot of CEOs, uh, whether people realize or not, come from poverty situations. Yeah. And so it's interesting, you know, you could see like, uh, you know, like a Jeff Bezos or somebody on the cover, you know, like Armani suit, you know, flashy Rolex. And you're like, oh man, you know, total, you know, spoon in the mouth. But then, you're, but then you don't see the picture of the guy in his garage with a spray painted, amazon.com with like this old metal face like wood desk like you know what i mean like and that's like goes back to what yeah. you said like just treat people i mean don't like i said people will sniff you out just like your teams will sniff you out they'll know that you're not being you like one guy told me it's very funny i i, I consider this like the boiler room where they have where he says like pitch me again like for the wall street journal but i already get the times and so i had, I had a ceo catch me on that one time and, he, and he, he's like why don't you talk to me like how you would talk to a friend and so I did that. And he goes, please make your next 10 calls that way. And mm -hmm. he's like, he's, he's like, I don't what he's like, I don't want any of what you're doing. But he's like, the worst thing you can do is to call somebody and not be yourself. He's like, because yeah. he's like, he's like, you've already lost my trust. And I, and he's like, and I, I listened, but he's like, I, most people wouldn't give you what I gave you. So I, I hung up that day and I took like a five minute break. And I was like, that was probably like one of the pivotal moments in my career was this guy saying, don't be that guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I, I can tell you, I, I, I spoke with my friend, uh, Ian Koniak yesterday, um, oh, who's one of the guy. top, top, top enterprise reps over at Salesforce, which is a huge sales organization. Um, and you know, he works with very large companies. He's enterprise rep yep. and he, he, we were talking about this yesterday. You know, he treats everybody the same. He doesn't dress up for those calls. He doesn't put a suit on for those calls. He's wearing a t-shirt and a hat. <laughs> he might have his kid. He might be holding on yeah. to his kid working at home. Like That's, he's just himself. And you know what? And the thing is, is once you realize, hey, I'm not everybody's flavor and that's okay, but there is going to be people that you are 
and you'll never find them if you're trying to pretend to be something that you're not. It's true, man. I mean, it's even more so now working from home, you know, like we've been in a remote situation since last March and, uh, yeah, people here, my five-year-old in the background and they, they chuckle and they say, yeah, I've got, I got a couple of those at home myself. I know exactly what you're dealing with. And they're like, are you like in your office at home? I'm like, oh yeah. I'm like, but her toy room's right down, right down the row here. So, <laughs> but like yeah. you said, it just, it makes people like, it makes you feel better about it. Cause you know, you hear like, you know, articles and stuff and this first was happening and like companies start to fire people for too much background noise. And I'm just like, man, like we're, we are missing the point if we are worried about that. Like we, we need, and you know, and, and kids, I mean, my daughter teaches me so much, like just so many applicable things like listening, you know, you know, having those really good lean in moments. So we could, uh, we could learn a lot from those things around us. Yeah. Yeah. And it's the easiest way to build rapport. It's almost a sales strategy now. <laughs> right. It's kind of, it's kind of like the, single, genuine, the, the, the single guy of, takes the dog to the park. It's kind of like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's like it's those old movies. <laughs> it's a, it's a different type of sales strategy that maybe yeah. you're not used to. It's calling being real and authentic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if we leave you with nothing, please be real and authentic. Take, take that yeah. away from all of this. Yeah. All right. Hey, uh, Joe, it, it's been awesome chatting with you. Um, really enjoy talking about some of these topics. Um, just anything, any final thoughts and, you know, where can people find you, connect with you, yeah. learn more about what you're doing or anything else that sure. you want us to include in the show notes for them? Yeah, you you can find me on LinkedIn just under my name. It's under Joe Latchall. So please connect with me on there. I love, you know, love chatting with people, learning more about what everybody's doing. And uh, I lean a lot on community. So that's the, uh, that's the other thing, you know, I will, uh, things I don't know that maybe you're an expert at. I love, I love having those connections and conversations. And then, yeah, I think I just go back to, uh, man, just be real. I think that that's something, you know, don't, don't be something that you're not, but also too, like be real with yourself. You know, when you're, when you're in these places, like remind yourself of what it took to get there and, and what were those real efforts and what were those real moments that, uh, that carve the best out of you. And that's what I think about, you know, working around so many great leaders in the past. Like I, I go back and like, and I keep, you know, the old notebooks that are probably, you know, falling apart or like little notes. And I just remember like, yeah, that person told me the next call to smile. And I mm. smiled and I got the appointment and I was like, man, it works. It works. So I think, uh, don't, don't beat yourself up, pour everything into your teams. And again, just, uh, just know that, uh, the sum of your efforts are not always going to be defined by the numbers. Like you're going to walk away with knowledge. You're going to get your teams better. And I would just say, just uh, enjoy the journey. I think that's probably the last part is like, this is a, my career is a journey. So I don't, uh, I don't define it by steps. Don't define it by titles. I just define it by, you know, working for amazing companies and uh, getting as much as I can, you know, out of there and pouring as much back into my teams as I can. Yeah, no, uh, some great final thoughts there, sales hustlers. So uh, if you're listening to this episode and you enjoyed it, please write us a review, share with your friends, and we're listening for your feedback. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Sales Hustle. Are you a sales professional looking to take your sales career to the next level? If the answer is yes, then I want you to go over to salescast.co. Check us out, and if you feel that you are ready, set up a time to talk with me and my co-founder, Chris. I'm your host, Colin Mitchell, and if you enjoyed this episode, feel free to leave us a review and share the podcast with your friends.